All right, what's up YouTube? I'm Minister Derek Hallett of Sound the Trumpet Ministries, soundthetrumpetministries.com. And today I wanna to do a teaching called Spirit Wives and Husbands. Spirit Wives and Husbands. So pretty much, you know, I may as well say spiritual spouses because that's exactly what they are. And I had just learned of these. I knew a lot about soul ties, but this is not a soul tie. This is a spirit wife or a spirit husband. And you know, the Lord brought me more understanding. Um, I was delivered from this spirit. I wanna say really about, man, maybe three weeks ago. I believe it actually happened at the Omega Ministries uh, conference. You know, I was walking around with this thing for years and didn't even know what it was. And tonight, that's what we're going to discuss, because here's something else we got to recognize about spirit wives and spirit husbands is we need to really understand the spiritual aspects of just having sex in general, whether you're married or not. You know, there, there's so much spiritually involved with sex. And I think that if we really did understand every single part of it, what it really was, hey, Sister Naima, what it really was and what it really was about, it would really um, make you wait till you got married. We would have all waited till we got married to have sex if we really knew what was seriously going on. I mean, this is just a thought, guys. We're the temple of the living God, right? We're supposed to be the temple of the Holy Ghost. We were bought with the price by Jesus Christ. Now, can you imagine that temple being violated by something unholy, but it will have the effects of idols continuing to be in your life, desires and appetites that God never intended for you to have. And you know that the majority of those relationships don't make it and they break. So can you imagine what it's like to have idols still stuck in you, no presence of God, and you've got an appetite now for the idols when you're supposed to be the temple of God. That's really something to think about, man. And you know, your soul will knit to anything that you become intimate with. And that's why we gotta get to that place in Christ of being sanctified, obeying the Lord, and doing everything that the Lord tells us to. Because if not, man, we're gonna find out tonight about these spirit wives and spirit husbands. But I'll tell you guys a quick story. I was actually in my um, hotel room at the Omega Ministries conference. And I think that it had a lot to do with, you know, the praise and worship that was there. The Holy Ghost was really strong there. And I remember laying down and having a dream. I went to sleep. And when I was there, you know, I was laying there in my sleep. You know, I felt like an entity trying to come upon me, you know? And I remember rebuking it in Jesus' name and it fleeing from me. But I also remember seeing a chain actually Actually broken, that I knew that something had come over me. And I've never seen that thing again. I actually feel so much more refreshed. And, you know, I, I feel like a new man in the Lord because this thing ended up being snapped off of me. And I know it had everything to do with that conference. I'm not giving the glory to Omega Ministries. I'm giving the glory to God. But you got to see where the saints are and where God's people truly are, that is where the Holy Spirit is going to be. So I just thank God for this. I thank God that he was able to remove that from me because I'll tell you something, even though saved, even though having the spirit, even though preaching the gospel, 
you aren't even aware of so many different things that you may still have that need to be taken away in the name of Jesus. So when people tell you that Christians can't have demons, those people don't know what they're talking about. Christians can very well not just have one, but have many demons. And that's why we've got to go through the process of sanctification. But I can tell you when that thing, when that tie was broken between me and that thing through the blood of Jesus, I can honestly tell you, I feel like a new person. My thoughts, a lot of the things that I thought about before, a lot of things that I thought would never go away, no matter how long I haven't been committing sin. But you know, that the desire, the nature, there's a lot of changes and things that are taking place. Hey, brother, uh, Gary and sister Heather. But you know, what we're gonna talk about tonight is the spirituality and sex. We're gonna talk about these spirit wives and spirit husbands, because you got a lot of married men out there that get visitations from these things. Okay, these wet dreams and everything else. They aren't just wet dreams. We're gonna discuss that. You know, you got a lot of women out there, even though married, still have spirit husbands. And these things will play a role in your life where you're not even able to go further with your real wife or husband or to even go forward in marriage because one thing this spirit spouse will do is frustrate the heck out of a person that really desires to be with you that really wants to make things work with you. This, this thing's goal is to keep you either unmarried or unhappily married or to continuously desire for sex or have a that if you stay in fornication, then you will go to hell. If you stay with lasciviousness, desiring that which is sexual and disgusting and things that are not of God, then God can't work with your mind. So what we're gonna talk about are the effects of these things because man, you know, it's kind of dangerous. Well, you know, kind of. It's dangerous to have sex out of marriage today, not just because of the, you know, diseases that are out there, but you must understand something too concerning the fact that you don't know who that person's been with. And you see, every time you commit sexual sin, you you knit your soul to that particular individual. So what ends up happening is that person doesn't just leave their mess when they meet you, they carry on that same spirit that came from maybe five or six other people, okay? And that's what you're dealing with. You're not dealing with the person, you're dealing with the confusion in the soul. You're dealing with the fragmentation of the individual, that person carrying excess weight. So you see, most people don't know who they truly are in this life when they grow up, if they've had sex out of marriage because you take on many different characteristics and personalities that God never intended for you to have. And I think that's one of the main reasons that the devil introduces it so early into people's lives. Because you see, we often wonder, how did Jesus just get the spirit, go into the wilderness, get full, get tried and tested? And I mean, he's just out there. You know, Jesus had no sexual sin applied to his life. Neither did he have an earthly father to actually pass that on. So what we got to understand concerning this is that I think most of our trouble, that the, I mean, it's got to be in the high 90s, the majority of all of our demons and obstacles and things that mess with your mind, the majority of those obstacles that you and I have today as believing Christians is that we have had sexual sin in our lives. And that's one of the easiest ways to pick up demons. Why? Because it's with your consent. You let the devil in. And you, you have pleasure in it. 
You see what I'm saying? It's with trust. It's that legal right. So these things come in, they jump up this once before, and I actually agree. He said, but what if you had met a man who was involved in bestiality, but you didn't know it, and you get involved with him, you pick up that spirit. Now, all of a sudden, you don't know why you've got an attraction for this sort of filth. You see, it's a dangerous game to have sex outside of marriage and to do the things we do. We truly need to be sanctified and set free. A lot of men can't love their wives because of spiritual spouses. A lot of uh, wives can't love their husbands because of spiritual spouses. And it's kind of funny when you see most couples, it's very rare that you find both both um, husband and wife desiring to be with the Lord. You usually find one who's a strong believer and you got the other one that's eh. You know, th that could very much be, have a lot to do with a spiritual spouse. So we must understand because, you know, a lot of women are married to men and they don't know why it just seems like, man, he's off and on. One minute he loves me, next minute it's like I'm a stranger to him. Now, I know couples have their problems. I'm not talking about that. But there's a reason why your husband is sleeping on the couch. There's a reason why your wife is sleeping in the next room. There's a reason why at one point she would give you all the attention, but now she's got nothing for you. You see, these things could all have something to do with spiritual spouses. So we've got to come to that place of figuring out what this is all about, learning about what these things are, and lastly, how to rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Okay, so let's pray. And then we're going to go into what is a spirit spouse. And then from there, we're going to talk about how to defeat them and what they look like. And, you know, it should be a good teaching. All right. So let's pray. Hey, Sister Tara, who else have I missed? Brother Heather, Brother uh, Gary, Sister Heather, Sister Sarah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for another day, another day not promised to us. And we ask, Lord, that you forgive us of our sins and our iniquities and our shortcomings and our transgressions and those things that place a veil between you and us. Lord, I'm grateful for this time that I have with my brothers and sisters that you have given us yet another day to be partakers of your word, to be edified by your spirit, Lord, that we may choose life and not death. And as we tackle this subject tonight, Lord, we invite the presence of the Holy Ghost, the one who reveals all truth that brings us into all righteousness and sanctification, we pray, Lord, for a strong presence of your spirit, that you may teach us everything about our adversary and the, tra and the traps and the snares and the things that he intends to use against your people, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name for full exposure on what we're going to be dealing with. And I just pray tonight, Lord, let no man's heart be heard. Let no flesh be glorified, but only by your spirit, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray that you bind the devil, that you keep him at bay, that you bind every foul spirit, every demonic spirit, every spirit of error, every spirit of contention and confusion, every spirit of jealousy, malice, and hatred, all spirits of fear, doubt, and unbelief, all spirit spouses. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that you cast them out, and I pray that there be deliverance, Lord, during this teaching, and that your people, Lord, may seek you as the new man, with one less piece of baggage hanging on to them, because we know whom the Son is set free is free indeed. So we just pray, Lord, because you are the King of kings, you are the Lord of lords, you are faithful, just, and true, and worthy of all praises. Lord, kick the devil out, treat him like the dog he is, that you may wrought a great victory this day. 
Do it for your glory. Do it for your honor. And we will give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, Lord, for you truly are deserving of all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So let's get, what does Brother Gary say? Uh, we just had a throw out. Oh, man. You guys are dealing with something too, huh? Well, you know, I'm going to keep you guys in prayer concerning that situation. But you know what? what? What Brother Gary is sharing right now is something that we have to understand. You see, and I don't mean to talk about anybody's family member. I'm just trying to make a point here that this individual couldn't hurt my brother Gary or my sister Heather unless they invited the enemy in. And I'm not calling him an enemy. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but I want people to understand this whole thing about spiritual spouses. You see, the devil can do a limited amount of damage to you. You know, I'm cloudy, Sarah. Is that what you're saying? Does anybody else see that I'm cloudy up here? Like you can't really um, see my image. So anyway, the thing is, is that this individual wouldn't have been able to hurt them if they didn't invite him in, you know? So this is one of the things that we've got to be worried about. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking, should I do the teaching actually over again? We'll see if it clears up. Um, if it doesn't clear up in a few minutes, I could actually just uh, put another um, way in and get the job done. So if it doesn't clear in a few minutes, guys, let me know. I'll just do the teaching over. But the whole point is what you let in can actually hurt you. It can do a lot of harm to you because of the fact that you gave it a legal right. And that's something that we've got to remember concerning his teaching and all that the Lord wants. Amen. You got to pray for him, bro. So let's get right in. What is a spirit spouse? That's what we're going to be. Uh, that's what we're here to figure out. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Gary says it doesn't look that bad, but if it doesn't clear in a little bit, let me know because I may just have to do this teaching and then just do another. So look at what a spirit spouse is, guys. It says the spirit spouse is one of the most widespread elements of shamanism. Now, you know, shamanism has a lot to do with witchcraft, witchcraft and people that are dealing in these mystical arts and things like you get from Buddhism and Hinduism and New Age stuff. So it says, distributed through all continents and at all culture levels. Often these spirit husbands and wives are seen as the primary helping spirits of the shaman. So as you can see, guys, already, these things can even be sent unto you, you know, because these things can actually happen, you know? So this is something that we got to worry about. Sometimes a person could place roots on you. I realized that the devil himself will focus on things that he know are a serious threat to him. If God has a purpose for you in a particular situation, the devil will bring every bit of opposition to it because he knows that if you, if you meet your destiny and who you're supposed to marry or what you're supposed to do, that you know that's just one more strike against it. That's why the devil loves to see people unequally yoked married because he knows that there's gonna be some strife there that's gonna turn your mind away from God. So anyway, it says who assist them in their work and help them gain power in the world of spirit. The relationships uh, shamans have with the spirit spouses 
may be expressed in romantic, sexual, or purely symbolic ways. It may include gender transformation as a part of correctly uh, pairing with their spouse. Shamans report engaging with these with their spirit spouses through dreams, trances, and other ritual elements. In some cultures, gaining a spirit spouse is a necessary and expected part of initiation into becoming a shaman. Well, you know, as Christians, we've got nothing to do with that garbage at all, okay? This is new agey. Hey, Brother Randy. So it says, evidence of spirit spouses may be seen in non-shamanic cultures as well, including dreams about uh, Christ by nuns, I don't know what that is, who are considered to be brides of Christ. So in other words, what they're talking about is that these attacks will mostly go, go take place with Christians. It can take place with other people, but these things are forecasted against us to keep us from pursuing God. You see, you can't be married to God if you're married to someone else. You can't be married to a husband and wife unless you're married to someone else. And I am 100% convinced this is where people get their trust issues. This is where people get appetites to sleep or be with more than one man or woman in their lives. It even says that it had a lot to do with, um, what did it say about, uh, there was something here that I was going over about uh, transformation and um, I believe it had something to do with like transgenders and things like that. But these are some of the attacks that we receive from them. Okay. So anyway, um, I want to go to first uh, Corinthians chapter six and let's look at verse nine as we go into this, we're going to get back into this guys. Okay. So you don't want to turn it off, but I want to make a point concerning what we just read so that we may have understanding. So guys, is it still cloudy? It's still kind of a uh, messed up. Just uh, let me know. I should just go on with the teaching, you know, and then if anything, I could just do it later. But I hate that it's been messed up. So, you know, we're on a good teaching tonight. So guys, be in prayer because there might be a lot of shamans, you know, a shaman trying to stop this message from getting out. So let's look at First Corinthians 6. Let's look at verse 9. He says, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. So notice effeminate here. We talked about that before. They're kind of like, you know, soft to the touch. And then you've got the abusers of themselves with mankind who are, um, you know, what you would call homosexuals. But then there's fornicators here, there's idolaters, and there are adulterers. So this tells you something about what the enemy, you know, does, how he tries to fight against us. But let me just continue reading for now. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. So as you can see, in many cases, we may go through situations concerning sexual sin. What we read in verse nine and 10 have a lot to do with sexual sin. And then, you know, he's talking about being washed, being sanctified and being justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. So you don't have anybody here that's self-righteous 
trying to tell you things opposite of what God's word says. We all had our apple out of that bag in sin and God is here to straighten it out. He said a little, but it's okay, all right. So anyway, he says, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Meats for the belly and the belly for meat, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So we were given our bodies. They belong to God and God for our bodies. So in other words, when God made us, he only made us with the intent that we may be full of the spirit. Now that doesn't mean that we can't get married. It doesn't mean that you can't go on with your life. But the point that's being made here is this very thing. Your body belongs to the Lord. God made it so that he could fill it. Anything foreign that goes into it that shouldn't be there is really an enemy to, to everything that goes on. So when it says the body is not for fornication, let's look at this. This is G4202. And that word is the Greek word pornia. And it means illicit sexual intercourse, adultery, fornication, homosexuality, lesbianism, intercourse with animals, that's bestiality, sexual intercourse with close relatives, sexual intercourse with a divorced man or woman. Okay, so, and then it says, this is the second one, uh, metaphorically, the worship of idols, of the defilement of idolatry, as incurred uh, by eating and sacrificing, and sacrifices offered to idols. So as you can see here, this thing is big. And there's another one on this list, which is sodomy, which a lot of people don't want to hear about, but this is the absolute truth. We're not supposed to be engaged in it. Now, you know, when you were a kid, you know, or even dating when you were young, guys, I'm going to have to get graphic tonight to make these points. But you remember when you were young, that there was some young boy that might have asked you to do him a special favor. Okay, there was a young woman that might have asked a guy to do them a special favor. Now, you know, when you first heard about that, that was absolutely disgusting. You wouldn't even imagine it. But you see how today people have got an appetite for it because of the fact that they have done it and demons have entered and they begin to enjoy it. And this is what they begin to have a craving for, even though it's uncleanness. So you got to understand a lot of your sexual appetites and things that you want now were not given by God. This came from being an uncleanness over long periods of time, defiling the marriage bed or, or the temple, which belongs to God, that something illegal can come into it and now design this body for what it wants. Now, I even want to talk about tattoos. I'm not against anybody that had one. You know, the Bible speaks against it, but the point I'm making here, tattoos are a great example of the temple being violated, okay? Because the first time a person gets a tat, they want to get a second, then they want to get a third, then they want to cover up the whole sleeve, then they want to get the legs. Why? Because you have been entered by demons. The first thing, that's not you with that appetite, that is the demon that desires to, you know, renovate his home. He wants to turn it into what he wants it to be. He's marking and stamping his territory. So this is what I'm talking about concerning the body and how it belongs to the Lord. You know, if you have had tattoos, there are people in our ministry that have tattoos and they 
they regret having them and the Lord is sanctifying them and cleansing them. But this is just an example of how you can give the enemy a legal right and he will begin to take over from there. So anyway, he says, and God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his oven. Harlot, God forbid. So he's saying if this body belongs to the Lord, how can you take what is what belongs to the body, you know, and give it? Yeah, um, I don't know if anybody got that, but they're definitely messing with my connection. So if that actually does happen, I'm going to do this thing tomorrow during the day. Hey, brother Mike. So he says bad connection. It keeps cutting in and out. Yeah, that's the devil trying to stop this message from going out. So if I find out that this really was bad, all we're going to do is do it over again. But this is how the devil attacks. So you know what I'm telling you tonight is the absolute truth. Because I have been in relationships, guys, for years, for women that I wanted to be with and married. But this spiritual spouse did everything in her power to keep me from doing that thing. So it doesn't surprise me if spiritual forces won't jump in right now and try and hinder what's going on. So if I find out that this teaching wasn't connected, guys, pray against it because this is the devil. So he's telling us we're not supposed to take the members of Christ and make them a members, the members of an harlot. And look at why he says, look at verse 16. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. So you see, marriage doesn't get rid of demons. If you have, you know, a demons before you get married and then you go and get married, all the demons are going to do is continue on in that relationship. You'll be passing them back and forth between wife and, wife and husband. So this is that sort of thing where we need to be sanctified because what you join yourself to, you become one with. And not only will you become one with what you had last, but now your wife will too. Then you wonder why, you know, she might be acting funny or your husband may be acting funny. This all has to do with the defilement of the temple and spiritual spouses through sexual sin. What does Brother Gary say? Uh, he regrets his tattoos. I mean, hey, I regret a lot of things too, bro. So don't think I'm poking at you guys, all right? Look at verse 17. He says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. He says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. So, you know, I can lie, guys, and that would be outside of the body, okay? I can, you know, do all sorts of sins. I can punch somebody in the face and that will occur outside of the body. But he tells us here to flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is outside of the body or without the body, but he that committeth fornication sins against his own body. So this is the one sin that when you commit it, you're doing nothing more than defiling your temple. And that's why I said where a lot of us have trust issues in relationships, couples get married and divorced, you get all this stuff going on, people are acting crazy. Your daughter who might've been a virgin, joined herself to some bum, and then all of a sudden she comes home and wants to start arguing and fighting with her mom. What happened to her? She cut a blood covenant with another spirit that has now defiled that temple. So you see, fornication is a very dangerous thing. We look at it like, oh, it's just sex before marriage. No, you destroy the temple. You allow foreign elements to get inside of you and to change you. 
I've heard Pastor Price say this before too, that when a woman, you know, sleeps with a guy, and this is something I know too, when she first sleeps with a guy and loses her virginity, she thinks instinctively that that man is her husband. She really does. She really does believe that this man is who he supposed she's supposed to be with. So when she gets her heart broken, then if she goes on to the next guy, she still has some faith in believing, but he may dump her. And then another guy dumps her. And then another guy dumps her. Then she gets to the place of, I can't trust anyone or anything. And then you'll hear women even say, love don't live here anymore. What happened? The temple has been defiled. The temple has been taken over by foreign things. And that's why when a man wants to come along and marry a woman, he can't because the woman herself is inhabited by another man. Spiritual spouses are real. Illegal soul ties are real. So just when you want to go forward, you can't. That person, oh man, I don't want to commit to you. I don't want you like that. That's not them talking. That's their spirit spouse. That's who they've been linking to because she wants you to go unmarried. She wants you to die a fornicator. She wants you to fool around until you get a disease. She wants you to, to play around having sex illegally until you lose your mind. And that's why you got to get to the place of being made whole in Christ, being made right so that Jesus Christ can give you everything that you need. Look at verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So as you can see, like I said, I think it's a lot of ignorance because I didn't know about this thing until about a, a month ago. I knew sin was sin. You know, I knew you can do things wrong and you know, all that, but what's a spiritual spouse? That was something new for me, but I'll tell you what, it was a game changer because tonight we're going to rebuke those things and we're going to, you know, talk about how to be set free from these. So let me go into what is a, um, what spiritual spouses do. Okay, let me go there and we'll get right back into the scriptures. But I really want to hammer on these things because I want people to have an understanding of what you're dealing with while I still have you. Okay, so this says dealing with spirit wives and husbands. And then we're going to give the signs of what these things actually are. Okay. It says, uh, one day a lady in the ministry had a dream where she saw a strange man having sex with her. By the time she woke up, she noticed blood bleeding uh, from her private parts. Uh, please find below how spirit husbands and wives can make your life miserable. So I guess these are some very aggressive ones also. You know, these are those incubi and succubi, but the difference between incubus and succubus, an incubus is a male demon that sleeps with women. A succubus is a female demon that sleeps with men. But what makes it worse is some people are tied to these things. Not that you just had an attack. Those attacks come even when you're fully sanctified in the Lord. Why? Because you reach other level demons in your sanctification that will double back just to see how serious you are. But anyway, it says spirit wives and husbands can convert your life to a, um, I don't know, a dustbin. That's what he says. Spirit wives and husbands can carry evil activities on your marital, social, business, financial, and uh, spiritual life without you knowing it. 
Spirit wives and husbands can make you get married late. And in some cases, you may never get married at all till you at old age. Spirit, you see, now one would ask the question, why would they wait for you to get married at old age? Because they know at that time you can't produce life. You know, they know at that time, man, you're so beat up, you know, that you can't go on. And I'm not knocking down any woman that's not been married, but they know the longer they keep you in sin, the less likely you are to do the right thing and get married. So anyway, it says spirit wives, spirit husbands and wives can frustrate any proposal made by potential partners. Spirit husbands and wives make sure that everything will become too difficult for you to handle in your marriage. Your virtues, your goodness and prospects uh, will be kept in a witchcraft cage. Spirit husbands and wives lead partners into bondage by attacking them through sex, especially if they commit, uh, if they commit, if they commit immorally. This person put immorality. It says the moment a spirit wife or husband succeeds in having sex with you in your dream, you are already connected with the wicked spirit that vowed against your marriage. Please take note of the following regarding spirit. Uh, husbands and wives. Sleeping with many partners increases your chance of having spirit spouses and having problems of childbearing. Many, many lives are into bondage because they have sold their bodies, souls, and spirits to multiple partners. Uh, many men do encounter financial limitation and dryness in their career. Please find below what you need to know about spirit husbands and wives. They are, um, here's the first one. They are spiritual enemies living and sleeping with one. They are very stubborn, aggressive, and dangerous. They are terrible enemies with killer motives. They kill your joy, peace, health, uh, brain, uh, calling, virtue, marriage, etc. They violate the right of their victims. They also molest their victims with sex in a dream. They are desperate and very wicked in their activities. They are specialists in stopping, frustrating, and killing marriage with passion. They don't give up easily. They can entice anyone uh, with physical gifts. Uh, they, they come with familiar faces most of the time. Isn't that funny how it says they can come with physical gifts? So in many ways, they'll try and buy your love. They'll try and do what it takes to take your mind off of the Lord. You wanna know if you're dealing with a spiritual wife or husband, here's the, here's the key thing right here. If you're someone that's trying to follow Jesus Christ and a relationship with them is distracting you from knowing Jesus Christ or drawing closer to him, most likely that's a spirit spouse working through a person that's trying to get you away from serving God. So anyway, it says they come with familiar faces most of the time. They empower lust and decay in the society. Prostitutes are used as strong bait to hit hard on their target. They can impersonate physical spouses. They are very jealous. So when it says they can impersonate, that means that they come in. That means that they come in in such a way like they'll appear like your husband or your wife in a dream or somebody that you know. It says they are very jealous. They attack marriages with divorce. They bind men and women to terrible spiritual marriage 
that troubles the physical one. Uh, spirit wives or, or husbands can be inherited. So these things can actually cross over in your bloodline. Sometimes it's not what you've done. It can have a lot to do with what they're trying to do to you, okay? So anyway, it says uh, uh, they can enter through rape. You know, and that's what's kind of sad, too, is that some women find themselves raped and then they've got to deal with that sort of thing, not just the violence itself, but picking up the desire that that insane man might have had or that insane woman. And that's why you find in many cases this molestation going on with young kids. You know why these teachers are sleeping with these young boys. Why all this, you know, these men teachers are molesting these young girls. Why this stuff is going on in the Catholic church with the priest and everything else. Because they're trying to defile these children very, very young so that they won't serve the Lord. They'll have another spirit. Okay, so what else do they do? Um, it says it can be uh, through evil dedication of individual. Uh, they can enter through underwear manipulation. So in other words, if you got a woman walking down the street wearing a thong, okay, a rope up her butt, and you're sitting there staring at her, you can actually lust your way into having a spiritual spouse. That's how serious this whole thing is, you know? And then it says, uh, through tattooing and incision. So, you know, it's funny. I didn't even read this, guys, but you can get spiritual spouses through tattoos, anything injected into the body, even eating foods sacrifice to idols. Be careful in that Chinese restaurant because one thing you will see done is they'll place a Buddha, you know, they'll put a plate under a Buddha. That means that that meal was sacrificed to the idols. So you gotta be careful where you eat because you can pick up these spirits and run with them, okay, and go a long way. But I like the part here where it says they can enter through underwear manipulation, you know, because, oh man, this can even be charged items that you can get from a store, like Victoria's Secret. You don't know if they pray over that stuff. And then it talks about here, you know, I mean, I believe like with the eyes, you can also be attracted to it. So let's go to a scripture, guys. I promise I'll get right back into this, but we've got to relate Bible to everything that we do. Let's go to Matthew 5. And this thing is deeper. Whoever thought that sex is a weapon, not just for your paycheck, we're talking about your very soul. That's why the Bible tells us in Proverbs, a whore is a deep ditch and a strange woman is a narrow pit. Because once you fall into that, good luck getting out of it. And that's even with a woman, you know, dealing with a no good man. They can find themselves hooked and snared and can't even get their way out of the situation. Matthew 5, guys, let's look at verse 27. All right, Matthew 5 and 27, this is Jesus. He says, ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. So as you can see, guys, that it's not just a thing of I'm not committing those sins. You gotta be careful what the eye sees and what the ear hears. Because a lot of men are, are, are bound through pornography. 
If you're a married man watching porn on your phone or doing whatever it is you're doing, I hope you know you're bringing that spirit spouse back to your wife. Then you wonder why, ladies, he's no longer excited with you because you're not looking like the image that he watches every other night. You see, this is all a part of spiritual spouses because the man will be asked by this spirit, why are you wasting your time with her? She ain't even got the body like one of these. So what do you naturally do? I'm sick of her. I don't even wanna look at her. I don't wanna be around her. You start to have a wandering eye. Why? You're trying to feed that filthy appetite that you got through immoral, um, you know, watching immoral things on TV or, you know, video or even stuff that you hear even lusting after women in the workplace, even trying to compare any woman to your wife, that can happen. And the same thing for ladies. They may look at a man, they don't even want their husband now because their husband is not some model, you know, that, that models for Haynes or, or, you know, whatever else is out there. This is how these spiritual wives and husbands can work their way in. So you see, isn't it funny how Jesus is saying, you know, watch the eye, you know, let the light of the body of the eye be single. You see, Jesus is giving us spiritual warfare. He's not just giving us sweet poetry that sounds nice and it sounds comforting. The Lord is actually leading you and I through war so that we can understand, guard the mind, guard the heart, guard the eyes, guard the ears, because he knows that these are avenues that the devil works his way in to keep you from having peace in your marriage or even in your single life. So you see, that's important. He says, and if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. So what he's saying is, if you know you got a problem with pornography, and this is bringing you this kind of trouble, man, throw that mess out, throw out everything associated with the world that you know is gonna cause you to lust. Why? Because you can cut an illegal covenant just with your eyes. That's why, you know, every now and then, you might hit an Amazon app, and some woman will pop up talking about, I live three miles from you, you know, let's hook up. Now that's not your fault, they baited you, okay? So you thought it was an Amazon advertisement and that popped up, so now you can say, you know what, let me get away from it. But you see, during that time, the Holy Spirit is speaking to the women, he's speaking to the men, he's telling you, hey, now that you know what it is, turn it off, don't look any further, but what happens? You're either going to listen to the Spirit and turn it off, or you're gonna to get to the place of saying, at least let me see what she looks like. You see, that's opening that covenant. That's opening that door. That's with your consent, you can allow a demon that is on that advertisement to seep in. See, some people may think I'm crazy, but there are demonically charged items. You know, which is John Todd, who was in the music industry for years mentioned this. He said that when they wanted to cut an album, that the witches would go and take a, a track, like a um, you know the large track that they used to print copies of uh, songs off of. He says they would take these things, put them in the temple room, and the coven would get around this this track and pray demons into the tracks or into the big you know 
I forgot what they call that thing, but either way, that every copy gets printed off of that, that big machine, what ends up happening is the demons will go with the album. So all I've got to do is go and buy the video or buy the movie or buy the song and then get it home. Okay, you still not, you know, it still doesn't have a legal right with you, but when you put it in and you play it, that's when Deem A tracks, that's it. That's when demons could actually seep in and say, well, you gave me your consent. The very fact that you're playing me and you like this song gives me a legal right to come into your life. This is how it happens. So Jesus is not saying to mutilate yourself. Jesus is just making the point. It's the master copy. That's it, the master track. Thanks, brother Mike. But you see, this is the whole thing that the enemy will do. He looks for avenues to get in. And that's why when Peter tells us uh, in, in chapter five and eight to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You got to understand, guys, we are at war. And that's why when people get mad at me for preaching the gospel that I'm preaching and telling people what I'm telling them, man, guys, you don't understand. Every day there is a battle for your soul. Every day you've got to decide what is of God and what is not. Every day you've got to guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. The Bible tells us in our patience, our souls. So the, the safest way to be able to handle this is to be in Jesus Christ and be around those who are Christ-like. Why? Because they hold each other accountable. But you know, if you're, I mean, it's so easy. This is how pimps get prostitutes. This is how a lot of these things happen. The devil will always come as a wolf in sheep's clothing, as the good guy. And then when you realize you're too far away from land to be able to swim your way back, then he takes off his hood and shows you, I've bound you. And that's why there are four ways, guys, four types of demon uh, infestation or demon um, attacks. The first is depression. You see, we only seek for entertainment when we lose the joy of the Lord. That's why at times you can find yourself so strong in the spirit, serving the Lord and loving him. Then you find yourself twiddling your thumbs, trying to figure out what you're going to do. So then when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do, and because you're lonely and because this ain't going right, oh, and it sure would be good for somebody to hold me, and all these things going on, you're going to find yourself going and getting movies that got nothing to do with God, getting music that got nothing to do with God, hanging out with people that don't even understand spiritual war, let alone know the Lord, and then you're going to find yourself flocking to them, and then before you know it, you're snared. This is how it works. So we must understand where we are in this battle. So look at verse 31, and it says, it hath been said, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. That's Deuteronomy 24. But every time Jesus says, but I say unto you, Jesus is elevating himself above the law. He says, but I, he's acting as king. But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication causeth her to commit adultery and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. So now these words have new meaning because of the fact that you think that God just don't want you to marry again. We know that there's stipulations about getting married again. Okay. We're not here to talk about that, 
But the point we're making is if you're married and you leave your wife because you don't love him anymore, you leave your husband because you don't love them anymore or whatever. If it's not for the cause of fornication, if it's not for the cause of finding out your husband or wife is a homosexual, if they didn't run away and leave you, you don't have a legal right to go and marry again because that's an illegal tie. Okay, so that's why you can go on with somebody else and commit adultery, because for all you know, it could have even been this spirit wife or husband that led you out of the covenant of God. I'm telling you, man, every marriage that's having trouble doesn't necessarily mean that marriage is bad. It can have a lot to do with a spirit wife or spirit husband that knows that if you guys kick out that spirit and y'all get right with the Lord, and y'all may be able to move mountains in Christ. Okay, so let's, uh, I want to get back into this article because I got a lot to read and hopefully we'll play a video too tonight. But I want you guys to have an understanding of what we're dealing with, what we're dealing with. He says, keep your heart stayed on the Lord. All right, brother Mike, amen. So anyway, um, yeah, let me get back to this. This is called Dealing with Spirit Wives and Husbands. So I want to read the other things that these things do. Okay, it says through tattooing and incision. If you observe the following, then you need to watch out. Spirit husband or spirit wife is at work. A late marriage or no marriage at all. Rejection by opposite sex. Constant sex in a dream. Chains of marital troubles. Miscarriages after sex in a dream. Instability to make love to your wife or inability, sorry to make love to your wife, serious pain when about to make love, uh, early menopause, uh, missing menstrual period uh, in the dream, having prolonged pregnancy, uh, physical disappearance of marriage ring. You see, so this even tells you a spirit wife can even steal from you or spirit husband take your ring from you. Why do they do that? Because they want, or they'll, they'll do something to make you feel kind of you know, complacent and you lose it, and then your spouse will think that you're cheating on them. This is what they do, you know? And, and I remember times where, you know, like I said, I've had some good girlfriends in my life. I really did, very sincere, you know, loving women with, you know, gentle dispositions. And it was just kind of funny how, I remember I was dating this girl once, and, you know, we had a pretty good relationship, and I remember adoring her. Now, it was a sinful relationship, so I'm not going to act like we were all peachy. But I remember one thing that um, I needed a second job. So I went out to bounce and do other things, you know, um, you know, standing at doors. I'm unsaved at the time. I wasn't really saved. So I'm standing at the door, throwing out drunks, doing whatever. Now, you know, when you stand around that nightlife, guys, that you're going to see all kinds of women coming into these clubs. It wasn't a strip club, but this is just like, you know, kind of club, sports bar type thing. So you see all kinds of women walking in, walking throughout. And naturally, you may, you may say, I'm with somebody, I'm not going to look. But over time, you find yourself, you know, possibly staring, possibly comparing the one you're with to those women. And then I, one thing I remember is when she used to come and see me, we used to have a good time, you know? And I wanted everybody to know that she was with me. I wanted everybody to know, yeah, this is who I'm with. You know, I'm happy, blah, blah, blah. But I remember there came a point later on where she would come to visit me and I would have this kind of thing like, 
what are you doing here? You know, and, and she would be all smiles and happy and, you know, hey, I just stopped by to see how you're doing, see how everything's going. And I'm kind of like now, like, why does she have to be here? I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody watching over me. What was going on? I was linking myself to whatever was in that place. And I began to not even want to see the person I was with, you know, because of the purpose of these spirit spouses, okay? Spirit wives or spirit husbands. You know, maybe the Lord knew that that's who I was going to marry or what was going to happen with that. So that spirit went into overdrive to break that relationship up and to do certain things. I mean, this is interesting, but this ain't about me. This is getting back into this spirit and what it does. So it says, uh, loss of job and valuables just after marriage ceremony. When your loving spouse suddenly becomes your enemy. When one is pregnant in the dream. Breastfeeding in the dream and even seeing breast uh, secreting uh, milk physically. Wow. Inability to conceive. Having evil or bad body odor. <laughs> I mean, you know. Hey, you know, we all can get ourselves in places sometimes where, you know, we're committing sin and all of a sudden you don't smell like you used to. Constant wet dreams, wetting in the dream, nursing children in the dream, inability to maintain a holy life. Uh, when one is always jilted uh, by serious partner, uh, feeling uh, tired every morning overcoming spirit wives and husbands. So I'm going to get back into that. But this is how you can sin against your own body. You see, this thing is very, very deep. And that's why I said, if we truly have an understanding of what these things are, then, you know, we'll get right with the Lord. So let's look at uh, Proverbs 6. Look at Proverbs chapter 6. We'll get back into this. And I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that if any couples, anybody's dealing with this, Lord, I pray that you break the bands of the enemy because this thing had me, man. I would be in relationships and feel like everything was cool. And, you know, that the thought always came, if you love her, why don't you marry her? And I'm like, yeah, I could. And then I would be excited about marriage, wanting to marry them. And then somewhere in the middle of the situation, I found myself kind of like, you know, backing off. like. Yeah, I mean, I do, but you ain't got to keep bringing it up. Now I'm not even sure if I want to be in a relationship. All of this has to do with spirit wives and spirit husbands. So if you guys are couples out there and you're struggling with this sort of thing, pray against it, okay? Because that's what we're going to do. So look at Proverbs 6, look at verse 32. He says, but whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. So now you know why the spirit wife or husband may be desiring heavily to split you guys up because they know if you cut or if you leave that relationship illegally, that all you're going to do is spread adultery. So what are you going to end up doing? Destroying not just your soul, but the soul of somebody else that you may get with later. You see, this is how important it is. This whole thing is about war. 
This whole thing is about covenants cut illegally and legally. If the devil has a legal right to get into your life, if you allow him to seep in. So let's look at Numbers 25. We're gonna look at a story real quick of how the devil tried to bring this into the camp of the Christian, I mean, of the Israelites, and what God had to do that that covenant would be broken. So let's look at Numbers 25. As a knowing what's attacking you, man, go after it like a mad dog. Give the devil no mercy. Everything that he's tried to bind you with, make sure that you break it in the blood and in the name of Jesus Christ. This is uh, Numbers 25. Let's look at verse one. It says, and Israel abode in Shittim, and the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. And they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods, and the people did eat and bow down to their gods. And Israel joined himself unto Baal Peor, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. You know, we've done teachings on uh, Baal Peor. If you go to soundthetrumpetministries.com, look up a teaching called uh, The Worship of Baal Peor. I know that my brother Edward has one too. And I know that Omega Ministries, where I first learned about it from Pastor Price, has many teachings on Baal Peor. But Baal Peor means this. This is H1187. That word means the Lord of the gap or Lord of the opening. So we must understand with this, this is speaking of, okay, and forgive my words for saying this, this is the Lord of the vagina. This is the Lord of the place of the woman. This is what they worship in Islam, okay, when they go around the Kaaba stone in, in Mecca and they will see like, like this silver thing. You guys look it up if you think I'm kidding. There's a silver case that looks just like a woman's body part, okay, and these Muslims will stick their heads in that body part or in that silver thing and they will kiss that stone. It has everything to do with sodomy. It has everything to do with lusting after and worshiping the female form and cutting a covenant with it. There's a lot of men today who can't serve the Lord because all they know is sex. All they know is to lay up with their wives or somebody else and do what they do. So you see, this is one of those reasons where you know, we need to have these covenants broken so that we can serve the Lord. How they used to worship is they would have these uh, temples uh, on um, these statues on poles where they would worship these Asherah poles or poles of Ashtoreth. That's where you get uh, strip clubs. Strip clubs are nothing more than temples of Baal Peor, where they will throw their money and make it rain and worship the female form and then go out and commit all kinds of sexual sin even sleep with the stripper. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Fornication is rough. But I mean, sleeping with somebody like a stripper or a prostitute, can you even imagine the amount of demons and soul ties that you have linked yourself to? I mean, this is why we need to get set free. So this is what Israel was worshiping. They were worshiping Baal Peor, which is not right. She says, you are cloudy and choppy and they are chopping your words at times. Does anybody else see that or is that going on? Because like I said, I may have to do this teaching over, but this is the way the devil tries to fight his way in to do what he wants to do. But anyway, um, so it says in verse four, and the Lord said unto Moses, take all the heads of the people 
and hang them up before the Lord against the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, slay ye every one, his men that were joined unto Baal Peor. And behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought unto his brethren a Midianitish woman. So this woman is of another tribe. And the sight of Moses and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel, who were weeping before the door of the tent, the priest explained to you guys what's going on here in this situation, how, all right, that they were not supposed to worship Baal Beor. So Moses gave a commandment to kill anybody of the children of Israel. There was one man who walked into the camp. He was a child of Israel and he had a, a Midianitish woman with him and they walked into his tent and they were having sex. So this guy Phineas, who's the son of Eleazar, sees this. He grabs a javelin in his hand and heads towards the tent. And it says, and he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through the man of Israel and the woman through her belly. So the plague was stayed from the children of Israel. So they were actually caught in the very act of fornication that this man took his javelin and staked them through to the ground. Now, why did he do that? It's not because God is mean, but what Moses or what they're explaining here is that this was a plague. If this man would have been able to get away with what he did, how many children of Israel would have grabbed you know, some Midianitish women or women from other tribes and then committed fornication too. So you see this punishment was stiff so that the plague could go away. That's how hard you and I have got to be with sexual sin. We got to get to the place of, we don't want it in the midst. We don't want to hear about it. We don't want to talk about it. We want nothing to do with it. Why? Because if we allow it to hang around us, we will eventually become partakers in it. So throw out all your porno, throw out all that stuff that's got nothing to do with God. You wanna know why you don't love your wife or why wives you don't love your husbands? Get rid of those things that are causing you to lust after things you know that you're not supposed to have. And that's what it's all about. Because I've learned something in relationships through sin for a long time. Do you know when you're with somebody and that person starts acting funny towards you like they don't know you now? Do you know that, that 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 person is never like that for no reason? People will stay in dead-end relationships for a long time and not change. But all of a sudden, one day they're talking big talk. Oh, I'm not too sure now. I don't know what I want to do. I don't see me working it out anymore. You know what's pulling their chain? They've got something else on the other side. There's something dividing on your spouse, okay, that's getting them to see other things outside of what God wants. You see, this is how it goes. I've learned that nobody just ups and leaves with nothing on the other side. There's always an element that the grass is always greener where people get divined upon and they find themselves walking. Even when you find people within ministry, that will come into a ministry and all of a sudden they love everything about it. But then all of a sudden, I don't know if this is the place for me and blah, blah, blah. We got the free will to go wherever we want, but you best believe they done sat up in some congregation, got divined upon, and now all of a sudden, 
I'm not too sure this is for me. I've learned that your heart can only hold but so much. Your heart can hold the Lord. But I mean, if your heart is governed by God, then you're going to do what God says. But I realize that when you're dealing with two individuals or more, women and doing what they're doing, but deep down, they don't care about any of them. And that's the truth of it. But usually if there's one, if it's something that's pulling your strings, you best believe it's the enemy. Trust me, guys, when I tell you this, you know, I've lived my life in so many different ways and I'm ashamed of today, but I'm here to tell you, nobody just wakes up with a bright idea to make some changes. They're usually divined upon or inspired by something to do what they're doing. Okay, that's what inspiration means. It means to be breathed upon by a spirit. So that's what these spirit wives and spirit husbands do. They know in your right mind, you wouldn't naturally do this. So they catch you at moments when you're having difference with your wife or husband. They come at moments where you're now engaged and the spirit spouse has to now say, oh no, I'm not going with that. You know, I'm moving on. Hey, Anna, uh, it's freezing from time to time. Guys, I may have to do this teaching over and I'm sure I'll keep this one and then I'll probably make another one. But the devil is trying real hard, okay, to keep this message from getting out because the devil doesn't want to see people set free. So I pray that it comes out right. But if it doesn't, you know, because sometimes I'll hear about, you know, the connection is bad. And then after it's downloaded, it actually comes out right. But if it's not, then we're going to have to do what we're going to have to do. You know, and that's how we got to handle things concerning this. So let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter 13. And um, I want to get back into this thing right after that. Hebrews 13. Because I can even feel something trying to divine itself against my mind right now. This is a very powerful spirit that we're going against. But I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Because everything has got to bow the knee to the name of Jesus Christ. But I can tell this is the devil trying to work his way in. Look at Hebrews 13, guys. Look at verse one. He says, let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with uh, them uh, and them which suffer adversity and being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable and all uh, in all and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. So, you know, the marriage bed is undefiled if it's done in a lawful manner before God. But you see, he says whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. So he's not speaking to people that are just out there single. He's speaking to the married. If you're married and your eye is out there wandering, you're committing adultery. Jesus says, if you look at a woman in lust, you have already committed the act. Whoremongers, God's gonna judge them too. But you see that if you're married and it's honorable and there's no sodomy or homosexuality or down low brethren mess going on, then the marriage bed is held in high esteem. A lot of marriage beds have also been defiled because of a cheating spouse that never came forward to their wife or husband and told them the truth. You see, these things will give the enemy a legal right for spiritual spouses to work their way in and cause trouble. 
You've got to confess that if you want to be set free. Because if you don't, this thing has a legal right to stay where it is. But when it's confessed and the husband or wife forgives their spouse, now, you know, yes, there may be some hurt, but you got to understand, in order for the wound to be cleaned, it's got to be worked on. Okay, you've got to put the if you put a um a covering over it, then it can't heal. But if you allow the ointment to be put to it, which is the Holy Ghost, you can heal from this. And you guys may be upset with each other at first, but you can get past that and move on. You see, that's what you want in your life. Unconfessed sexual sin or cheating or infidelity in your marriage relationship can cause a lot of trouble. So I'm not saying, you know, the, the, what way to do it. The Holy Ghost will lead you. But if you've done something to your spouse, you need to confess it and make it right with them if you want this covenant to be broken so that you can be in the right place with the Lord. Okay? So the marriage bed is defiled when there are whoremongers and adulterers. But you see, if you're doing things in a lawful uh, manner before God, it's honorable and it's undefiled, but not for sodomy. Sodomy does not belong in the marriage bed. All right, so let me get back to this thing. I got another article for you. Okay, this is called, uh, How to Know You Have a Spirit Wife or Husband. I'll tell you, this thing is attacking my mind like you wouldn't believe right now. That tells you something about the devil. The devil's ace in the hole is sexual sin. You know why? Because he can bind you with the pleasures of it. All right. So this is how to know you have a spiritual wife or husband. It says a spiritual husband or wife is a spirit of Satan, a demon. This husband or wife or these spouses, I want to say, these people are typing it wrong, are not natural, but spiritual, though at certain levels, they appear physically. Uh, mostly, you cannot see a spiritual husband or wife with natural eyes, but you can see them spiritually in dreams, visions, and actions, etc. Spiritual husbands and wives are both to be married, and or they are both to the married and unmarried. Spiritual husband uh, is for the women while spiritual wife is for men. Uh, how do I know I have a spiritual husband or wife? Here we go. This is the first one. Sex in dreams. Every person having sex in dreams has a spiritual husband or wife. If in the past you have had sex in dreams and you were not delivered, you have a spiritual husband or wife. So this doesn't just occur now that we're talking about this. If you have ever had it, you know, this thing has to be broken off of you. It says uh, it is satanic to have sex in dreams. Sex in dreams are demons having sex with you. You have no power of your own to deny spiritual husband or wife uh, sex, whether you like it or not. Those demons will have sex with you until the day you are delivered. This is two, deprives of the married sex. Uh, spiritual husbands and wife deprives of uh, the married sex. The demons do everything they can to deny married sex. You have heard wives tell their husbands to pay for sex, bringing excuses to provide to deprive sex, 
uh, married, sleeping in different beds, etc. Spirit husband and wife is one of the major causes of separation and divorce. Okay, uh, see how to know uh, you are separated. Uh, we'll get to that, but this is three. Steals affection and attraction for your husband or wife. To the married, there, uh, there will be no affection and attraction for your husband or wife, and the spirit husband or wife will give you hatred for your spouse. You have heard women who say they have no feelings toward their husbands. They have a spiritual husband. Though the demons steal affection and attraction toward your husband or wife, it gives you affection and attraction for other men or women. It leads to sexual immorality. To the unmarried, you have heard women say things like, men are dogs, I cannot be married. That is a spiritual husband speaking. It is a strategy uh, of the spiritual husband to make sure that no other man will marry her, but giving her to many men. So this thing wants you to be with many. It does not want you to be single. Every woman who says such words like men are dogs uh, is having sex with many men. That's the truth. How would you know men are dogs? He didn't say my man is a dog. It says men are dogs. So that meant that you had some experience out there fooling around. This is four. Gives you hate for your husband or wife. Spiritual husbands, uh, a spiritual husband and a wife hates the husband. Uh, hates the husband reason uh, women hate their husbands and husbands do not understand why their wives hate them and vice versa. To the unmarried, they are given hate of the opposite sex, and especially to the person that they are getting married to. This is why you find that at certain times, a person hates the person that they are going to get married to, and other times, uh, loving them dearly. It is a spiritual husband or wife causing this. Apart from hatred, spiritual wives and husbands give anger and unforgiveness. This is a sign of no love in a person. And this is deep. Hopefully you guys are taking your notes concerning this. How does it look, guys? Look at, uh, this is five. Lead you to sexual immorality. Spirit wives or spirit, I'm just gonna say spiritual spouses, okay? They lead you to sexual immorality. They take away the affection, attraction, and love for your husband or wife and exchange it for other men or women. Though these demons are having sex with you in dreams, they will lead you to have sex with other men and women, but not with your husband or wife. To the unmarried, it is the same. The spiritual husband or wife will lead you to sex with many men or women. They may also give you pornography and masturbation. Masturbation is sex with demons. Though there is a spirit of masturbation, there is masturbation due to the spiritual husband and wife. Spiritual husbands and wives may give you homosexuality. Though there is a demon of homosexuality, there is homosexuality because of spirit husbands or wives. And so it is with prostitution, which they give. Now, what did the Bible tell us, guys? We know that this is true. The Bible says 
if you join yourself to an harlot, you become one with it. You see how wise our Lord is? You see how he's got this whole thing figured out? You see how you pay thousands and millions of dollars on psychiatrists and medications when Jesus Christ has the answer to tell you what you join yourself to, you become one with. And that's why you got a lot of homosexuality spreading today because you've got men and women that may have fooled around with these people, okay? Um, down low brothers and sisters, and then you're wondering why you got an appetite, an appetite for sodomy. You see, this is all a part of what you join yourself to, and spirit wives and husbands do also promote homosexuality, bestiality, all these things. Their whole goal is to keep you from a, from a true relationship with Christ and, and serving the Lord legal and binding, okay, and holy. So it says, uh, many married men and women are in sexual uh, immorality because of spiritual husbands and wives. Many unmarried men and women are in sexual immorality because of husbands, spiritual husbands and wives. Uh, do you know why married women dress like sacks of potatoes in marital bed uh, with smelly stockings? <laughs> but when going out of the house, they dress so good, even paint their faces with makeups because they have to please the spiritual husband and attract other men to themselves but not please their husbands. When she is in the house and bed with her husband, she looks like a sack of potatoes. So in other words, what he's saying is, you got your head all wrapped up, looking like Aunt Jemima, okay? You know, you're, you're looking the worst you can possibly look because you don't really care. You don't even want that man touching you. But when you go out in the world, you gotta wear the best to look all sweet and sexual and everything else because you still got the desire to be attracted of another man. But she goes out looking like a goddess. A spiritual husband is in control. Spiritual husband steal the wife from the husband and changes the image of a woman from the image of God created in the image of a demon. See how, um, how demons look. You know, we did a teaching about a year and a half ago called the perverse spirit. But when they showed a picture of what the man drew of what the perverse spirit looked like, it looked like a demon with leggings and high heels, like a transvestite demon spirit, okay? And you know, a, a spirit of perversion isn't just for sexual perversion or confusion, it also will pervert the gospel or any other thing. That's another thing that can happen. Why you find so many people that can't cling to the gospel and obey God and do the things that God says, or they just can't receive the truth. It's because they got a spirit of perversion. They will tell you that you said things that you never said because they're hearing it crooked. They're hearing it backwards. They're hearing what they wanna hear because of this spirit of perversion. This is six, denies you marriage. Many women are unmarried because they are married to a spiritual husband and vice versa. Many women are not married because when they come, I mean, when, they, uh, when a man comes uh, to marry them, the spiritual husband goes to torment that man, either in dreams or physically, and that man flees and vice versa. So as you can see, when just when you get ready to be proposed to or married, 
you'll have the devil come on in to do things to get that man to say, you know what, I'm done. I, I'm not gonna go on his rodeo much longer. And that's what the spirit wife does, you know, to the woman. Many women are married, but spiritual husbands have denied them marriage and so are men. If you are married, but there is no affection or attraction, depriving of sex, separation, arguments and fights, etc. This is a spiritual husband or wife denying you marriage, though claiming to be married. Many women have been separated and divorced because of spiritual husbands, and so are men. See, now I'll give you an example of this, guys. This is how the perverse spirit works. Let's just say you're reading this, or you guys are hearing this, and you may have a spirit husband or a spirit wife, okay? And you're reading this, the spirit wife or husband will even throw false accusation on the individual that doesn't have it. Like for example, let's just say I'm married or I'm about to be married and or I'm engaged, all right? I want to engage uh, I want to be engaged to a woman and let's just say the woman will hear about this. This spirit of perversion will take the woman and have her say, "Well, you know what? I think you could be the spiritual husband or spiritual wife." but I think that this situation is right. You see, they twist things, okay? They take things backwards. They don't look at what is. They are led to believe something different. That's why these things are dangerous. And when you know what they are, they can't stick around. All right, denying you marriage, claiming to be married. Okay, let's see. All right, spiritual husbands or wives are jealous, though they will give you uh, to many men and women for sexual immorality. Uh, they will deny you marriage and torment every person who comes to you for marriage to torment your husband or wife. Spiritual husband uh, lies uh, to women that they are very beautiful for their husbands. Uh, they tell them that the husband does not deserve them. It is the spiritual husband in control. This gives women pride and stubbornness this pride and stubbornness destroys everything in their life, even marriage, and hell awaits them if not delivered. Man, this is something serious, guys. You see where we are concerning this thing? I'm going to read seven because there's 10 of these here. And then from there, we're going to go into the scriptures. But I want you guys to look at this because we got more to cover. This is seven, barrenness or low sperm count. They cause barrenness and, and low sperm count. They may cause barrenness by blocking the tubes, miscarriages, giving you demons like fibroids, cancer, etc. They defile the womb and make sure you cannot have a child and the men they give them a low sperm count, even zero sperm. Man, this is serious. Because you see, you got people that are dealing with things like this. And what do your doctor tell you to do? Go and get a hysterectomy. But what are we really dealing with here? Spiritual wives and husbands. You see, guys, from what I read tonight already, this is like 90% of all of the problems that we face as Christians. So you see how sin, how, how sexual sin can be used as a weapon? You see how it destroys what it does to us? Man, we got to really get in line with God. The reason uh, some women dream in dreams giving birth 
having babies and suckling them, but in reality, they are barren. This is because they have given birth spiritually with spiritual husbands, but barren. Just know that when they are having sex with you in dreams, they are defiling you and stealing what is yours. Man, we'll get right back into this, guys. Let's go to Galatians 5. Galatians chapter 5. Man, who ever thought that you could be walking around with something like this all your life, and this is what you're fighting? Sexual sin does not pay. Imagine being with somebody not even that serious about God. Imagine being with a sinner. You know what kind of spiritual wives and husbands they got? <laughs> oh, praise the Lord for this information, guys. And I'm sure some of these things are cutting deep, but we're going to talk about how to be free and to put your trust in Jesus Christ, that you don't have to live like this. And I promise you guys, if this video does not come out right, we're going to resume it tomorrow or Thursday. We will get this right. You know why? This needs to be known. This needs to be known. Sister Sarah or Brother Michael, whoever's listening, is it still cloudy and messing up? Please let me know. This is Galatians 5, guys. Look at verse 16. He says, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now, so, you know, Paul is making it clear here, guys, if we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh because the flesh and the spirit will, will fight against each other. OK, those two are contrary, the one to the other. They do not run together. He says, but if you be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. So you see, there are there is the spirit that manifests fruit, and there are there is the flesh that manifests fruit. So how do we know if we're in the spirit or in the flesh? Look at verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these: adultery, fornication, uncleanness. Let's look at uncleanness, guys. This is G167. That is uncleanness physically or in a moral sense, the impurity of lustful, luxurious, uh, uh, pro, 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 I can't even pronounce this word right now. My lips feel like they're tied. Uh, profligate, um, uh, living of impure motives, okay? So that's uncleanness, when your motives are impure, when you're sneaking around in the dark doing things. That's considered uncleanness. When you keep a dirty home, that's uncleanness. When you lust after things that are not of God, that's uncleanness. Or lasciviousness. You guys hear about lasciviousness a lot. Let's get the definition. This is G766. That word is unbridled lust, excess, licentiousness, lasciviousness, wantingness, outrageousness, shamelessness, and insolence. So it's desiring, it's lusting after, having thoughts about filthcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, 
wrath, strife, seditions, and heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So you don't think your spiritual wife or husband knows this? You know, uh, let's see, clear when viewing on the phone. So you don't think your husband and wife knows this, your spiritual husband and wife? They know that you are partaker of the flesh. If you get caught up in any of these things, that you will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's why they're jealous. That's why they don't want you to be married. That's why they turn affection away from the person that you're supposed to be with or your husband, because the main goal is to keep you a sinner. Look at verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Now let's apply every bit of what we have learned concerning the fruit of the spirit to marriage. Then you'll see where the sexual spouse that is no good will play a role in this, okay? Because if you look at this, love. Now we know love is what? The presence of God. We know that love is what? Selflessness. Love is all about giving. Love is not about receiving. You see how a spirit wife or husband will be opposed to that? Let's look at uh, joy. Now, you know that joy is something that is spiritual, that whether times are good or bad, you and that person will be together because, hey, we made a commitment to one another. This is what it is. And your joy is in the Lord. But a spirit spouse will wait for an opportunity for you to look at your spouse and say, man, I don't even know what I saw in them. I don't even like them no more. You see, they steal joy. So then when you look at uh, peace, I mean, can you imagine fighting in the home where your marriage is supposed to be? You two are supposed to be one flesh, but now dealing with, and then long suffering. You know, there are no irreconcilable differences with God. When God tells us that we are to be married and, you know, till death do you part, and you're supposed to work that can tell us all, there are days you truly do not like your spouse, but long suffering and love for them will get you past those times and you guys will fall right back in love again like you always were. That's why you gotta be able to suffer long because there's no guarantee that your wife or husband is gonna be faithful, but is gonna work this thing out. So guys, if it's still cutting in and out, I'm gonna see how it plays tonight. And if this video messes up, I promise you guys, I'm gonna do it word for word, going right back to where we are, and you know, you guys are gonna get this because the devil, man, he hates, he hates people being together, man. He loves trouble, gentleness. They'll take that away, goodness. The spirit spouse will make you wrong to your partner. Faith, man, you don't trust them because your spirit spouse is telling you, watch them creep on you. You know they're no good. You know that spirit spouse. He talks about meekness, that humility that should come from both husband and wives. He should look at his wife as you know, what you would call um, the weaker vessel and honor her for this. And then you've got the husband, you know, I mean, the wife, she should be submitted to her husband. So anyway, it says here, um, and, um, and temperance, that's self-control. So you see, there might be a lot of things that may come and make you wanna go out and leave your wife. But you see that temperance and self-control, you know what, I don't care what my wife or husband did to me, I'm not gonna do this to them. 
I'm going to call upon the Lord that he removes this thing, that everything could be made right in him. So it was clear for a bit. Now starting to cut out for me too. So hopefully guys, you know, if anything is cutting out, this video will be uploaded afterwards. Hopefully you guys will see that, you know, it will come out clearly. But if not, Thursday, you guys and I have a date. We're going to work it out. So it says, against such, there is no law. So you see, there is no law to govern the fruit of the spirit. These things come from God. But you see, this is what's expected of us to maintain a healthy marriage in the Lord. So I want to get back into reading this thing. And then we'll go to another place. And, you know, I've got videos in the description box already that you guys will enjoy concerning this teaching. There's a woman from Africa that talks about this. And I would have played her tonight, but her English is so, her accent is so heavy that you guys wouldn't have heard it, especially with the connection issues tonight. Like I said, if that don't work, we will be back on because this teaching is very, very, very important. Hopefully we all learn something tonight. So I want to get back to the spirit wives and husbands. I believe we were just upon number eight. Okay, let's get this thing going. Okay. All right, this is number eight. And it says, gives diseases and sickness to form you. It may give a person something. And I believe our God can heal everything. And I think that God can redeem any situation, but we must understand what we're looking at here. These, these, these diseases, these STDs, they don't just come by accident. These things come because of a spiritual wife or husband that wants to cause this kind of trouble, okay? They wanna make you miserable. This is nine, makes a woman a man and a man a woman. Man, we wanna get into this. God created a woman to be a woman and her design roles and character while a man to be a man and his design roles and character. But Satan exchanges this roles or these roles Whoever wrote this, man, has got me seeming like I can't read, you know? But Satan exchanges these roles and character, making a woman a man and a man a woman. How? God created a woman as gentle, caring, respectful, submissive, the homemaker, the helper, uh, to give birth, uh, care, and raise her children, etc. But Satan exchanges this, making the woman a fighter, disrespectful quarrelsome, not there, not there for her children, not a homemaker, not helpful, but after satanic visions and missions like career, jobs, employment, equality, to be equal to men, feminism, uh, a woman stops being a woman. Okay. And then it says here, uh, women with spiritual husbands value career, job, employment, money, riches and wealth more than marriage. Their children and husband, Satan, their children and husband, uh, Satan ways to hell. See, these person, uh, I don't know what they're writing, but anyway, it says uh, feminists or women with spiritual husbands 
who Satan has turned to men, though the though in women's bodies. So a spirit spouse is even involved in homosexuality and transvestitism and all that other stuff. What is it called? Uh, uh, androgyny. All these things are brought up because of these spiritual wives and husbands. It says in the house, if married, the woman with the spiritual husband becomes the man. And if the man is not careful, she will be turned or he will be turned to. It says she will be turned to a woman, but it's, it's saying if not careful, it should be saying he will be turned into a woman. Reason you find many husbands uh, are the one are the one always washing clothes, cooking, taking care of the children, cleaning the house, etc. Because their wives, though in women's bodies, they are the men with spiritual husbands. A husband may help his wife in house chores whenever he can, but it is not his role to do them. It is the wife's role. See, I'm kind of bent on that because, you know, yeah, it might be primarily hers, but he can help out. Many men are suffering silently indoors. Pray for them, brethren. Now, this is 10. Uh, makes wives disrespect and not submit to their husbands. Because you have another husband spiritually, you will disrespect the one you have. Spiritual husbands, uh, they make women see their husband as useless, disrespect, and not submit to them. Women with spiritual husbands are authoritative and controlling. They want to dictate a man. They want to, they want the man to be like the wife or the child or the child because I've dealt with this myself when I have had mine. But I remember I couldn't understand for the life of me why when I found a woman I was serious about, I always had to have lots of friends that were female and women around me. For whatever reason, that always stuck with me. I always felt like, you know, well, they're my friends. They could always be my friends. But you know who wanted that? There's nothing wrong with having friends, but you know who wanted that? My spiritual wife, because she wanted to make the woman that I was with jealous. She wanted to cause trouble. She wanted the woman or my whoever I would have been seeing at that time to look at this situation and say, you know, there's just no room for me in this situation. This is how they work, okay? They are meant to destroy. They lie. This is what the spiritual uh, spouse will do with, with the woman. They lie, slander, speak against, abuse, fight, like arguments and quarreling, but they lack respect for their husbands and men. They disrespect marriages and care not about it. They uncover marriages and their houses. They go around speaking of what happens in the house, even in the marital bed, and slandering of their husbands and marriages. This is 11. They hate the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Spiritual husbands and wives hate the power of Jesus Christ, power of the kingdom of God. Every person with a spiritual husband or wife persecutes the power of Jesus Christ. They persecute every uh, Jesus Christ servant, every Jesus Christ servant accompanied by miracle signs and wonders, especially casting out demons. Satan and demons have no problem with powerless people preaching the gospel, but hate Jesus Christ's servants with power. But these with power destroy their kingdoms, 
cast them out and destroy the works of the devil. Now you know why our internet connection is messed up pretty bad tonight. Why they're fighting me instead of Joel Osteen. Why they're going after people like Pastor Price and real brothers that preach the gospel because of the fact that they want to keep the people of God powerless. The devil will tell you, go marry some church person and not a real man or woman of God. Why? So that you can be powerless. They attack the real men of God. Why? So that they can stop doing what they're doing and become powerless. So you see, they hate the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's another one. Satan and his demons have, oh, I read that part. Uh, it says spiritual husband uh, and Jezebel go hand in hand in women. These are some examples which reveal the spiritual husband or wife in a person. And from these, you can know if you have one. Here we go, guys. See, so the Jezebel spirit is linked, is linked to the spirit wife. Guess who's linked to the spirit husband? You guessed it, Ahab. So Pastor Price was absolutely right when he said that we need to come against Ahab and Jezebel because they are the ones that are ruling in this time, that are destroying marriages, that are going against the things that God wants, and they're turning or trying to turn the body of Christ upside down. Guys, this is so important. Everything is linked to Ahab and to Jezebel. That's why we got to fight against this spirit so bad. That's why the devil doesn't want us reading and those demonic forces from our lives. So anyway, uh, let's see. Okay, so it says, uh, if you have one, okay, this is the place where it says it. Uh, these are some examples which reveal a spiritual husband or wife in a person. And from these, you can know if you have one. If you have, if you have repent of your sins and your forefathers' sins and ask Jesus Christ to deliver you, the same power which works miracles, signs, and wonders, which many persecute, is the same to deliver you from spiritual husband or wife. Jesus cannot deliver you if you do not accept your situation. A doctor cannot treat you if you do not accept that you are sick. Accept, you, accept the fact that you have a spiritual husband or wife for Jesus Christ to deliver you. Many people do not accept that they are in bondage. When you tell them they are in bondage, they start narrating to you how Jesus died on the cross for them, how they are free, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, they are still in Egypt bound. Uh, to walk with Jesus Christ, you must accept reality. You are in bondage and be delivered. Spirit, spiritual husband and wife, uh, after destroying everything, they kill you and take you to hell. So you see, when they eliminate all possibilities of you being able to serve Christ, when they bring you to that reprobate mind, when they got you in hell now, then they will kill you and send you to hell. That's why they push sickness on people. That's why they push depression on people. That's why they do the things that they do because they want to destroy the people of God. We've got to be set free from that. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter four. And then I'm gonna read uh, one other thing to you guys. 
But hopefully we got an understanding of this because this person did their homework. They can't type really good, but one thing they did was their homework concerning spiritual wives and husbands. And like I said, let this video not come out right. And we will be doing this Thursday. I will schedule it and put it right back up. But I should keep both of them because I also believe that the spirit tonight got out a lot of information that was meant to be known. So it would be a part two or something or, you know, spirit wives and husbands improved. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 4 and let's begin at verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. First Thessalonians 4 and 1, he says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. So as you can see, the Lord wants us to be sanctified, know how to walk with Christ and do that which is right. Why? So that we can go through sanctification and honor the Lord with our vessels. Not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles, which know not God, um, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, in any matter, because of the Lord. Um, it, because that the Lord is an avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. So as you can see, we've got to learn and do what the Lord says. Be ye holy, for the Lord is holy. For without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Let's go to um, Ephesians 5, and I believe I'm going to close out from there. Ephesians chapter 5, in your spare time, read 1 Corinthians 7 about what a real wife and real husband are. But right now, we're going to go to Ephesians 5. And we're going to look at verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. He says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, which is greed, let it not be once named among you. Uncleanness, covetousness, nor fornication. He says, don't even let it be named amongst you. He says, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. So I want you guys to see something too here about the foolish talking. Do you know that being around those who speak perversely, tell you dirty jokes in the workplace, and they say things? This can also lead you to the place of a spiritual wife or husband. When you were a kid and you were told not to curse and you were living a good life, you went to public school, most of us, okay? And you heard your first, you know, classmate say a curse. And what's the first thing you did? 
you looked around. I can't believe he said that. You see how shaken up you were with foolish talking and filthiness and uncleanness? But you see how when you sat around it long enough, not only did it no longer phase your ears, but you became a partaker, okay, in the filth. This is what we must understand concerning this, that these things can't be named among us. For this uh, ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So as you can see here, don't let anybody fool you because you're gonna hear people that are watch this. You might share this message with someone else and you know what they're gonna tell you? Man, that's garbage. Don't believe none of it. Hey, if you believe that the truth was spoken to you tonight, man, don't let these people deceive you because you only got one soul to worry about and that's yours. Look at verse six. Oh, verse seven, be not ye therefore partakers with them, but ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light uh, in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness. You see that, how the fruit of the spirit are brought up here? The fruit of the spirit are in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So where's the fruit of the spirit? And goodness, that is a nature. It only comes from God because we can call ourselves good, but we know that we're not good. You know, only God is good. And if we're partakers of God's fruit, we will be good. And then it says, and righteousness. I want you guys to look at what righteousness is. This is G1343. In a broad sense, state of him who is as he ought to be, righteousness, the condition acceptable to God, the doctrine concerning the way in which man may attain a state approved of God. Integrity, that's being someone of your word. Virtue, that's being in truth. Purity of life, rightness, correctness of thinking and feeling and acting. In a narrower sense, justice or the virtue which gives, which gives each his due. So you see, you can even judge a situation righteously. That's why the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, I mean, uh, uh, 2, in verses, I believe, 15, that he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of man. Why? Because you have that righteous nature that only has righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. To reprove means to expose. For it is a shame even to speak those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. So let's be real here, guys. Jesus says that, you know, those who won't come to the light or men love darkness rather than light because their deeds of e are evil. Some of us have done some low down dirty things. Some of us are still doing low down dirty things. This is where we get to the point of sneaking around, lying, trying to pay the image of being a righteous person, not wanting people to do this because 
the light will expose us for who we are. We've got to confess those things to the Lord that we hate what we're doing. We hate who we are. That God may get you in your right mind, giving you a natural affection to do the things that are of Christ. Wherefore he saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly. When you walk circumspectly, you walk looking around, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And I'm sure we learned that tonight. We can't be walking around with our heads in the sand. We can't walk around with our heads in the clouds. We can't be so concerned for this life and the foolishness and the material of it when you got spiritual wives and husbands on the prowl doing all sorts of things, trying to destroy people. You see the damage that they're able to do and people don't even know that these things are around. Man, so we gotta walk around looking, man, and to redeem the time to know that the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is and be not drunk with wine. So he ain't just talking about physical wine. He's talking about that wine of the harlot. He's talking about the things that we just think are so important. Don't be drunk with that. Wherein is in excess. So you can live in excess. You can drink in excess. You can eat in excess. You can be rich in excess. You can fornicate in excess. You can even be married and have sex in excess. But he says, but be filled with the spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now you wives have got a reason to be more submissive because you got a spiritual husband out there on the prowl. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And he ain't saying some things in everything. Okay, because once again, women, you got a spiritual husband out there just waiting on you to link himself up with you. You see how these instructions just seem so, yeah, 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 wife submit to your husband. But after what we read tonight, I mean, you know, you'd be more than happy to creep on over to your husband and, hey, baby, let's work it out. Because, you know, there's something after me or it's probably got me. This is this is the good. See, God always has reason for why he says what he says. But you see, people downplay these laws of God or the word of God because they don't understand. You've got to seek understanding in the Lord to understand the true value of why he tells husbands and wives to be as they are and people to do what they do. There's a reason, guys. Our God is wise. He's not just somebody that don't want to see people together. Huh. So look at verse 25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So as you can see here, this gives husbands 
um, all the more reason to work it out and get right with their wives. Why? You got a spiritual wife on the loose that seeks to destroy you. He says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. You see, and that's what this word is doing to us tonight. It's cleansing us, hearing the truth, understanding what God is saying. You know, this helps us. This sanctifies us to fall in subject to, to the Lord's word in subjection. Sorry, verse 27, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. So you see, the spirit wife can take you away from loving yourself. Ladies, the spirit husband can keep you away from loving yourself. And that's why they bring you into depravity. You got women dressing like hookers. You got men with their pants hanging, looking like what Pastor Price would call an organ grinder's monkey, you know, but this is what you see. You start to have pleasure in unrighteousness. You start caring about what you look like. Okay, so anyway, uh, look at verse 29. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, uh, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Man, this is what it's supposed to be about. Because you see, when we allow the devil to creep in and do what he does, he destroys life. So there will be messages down in the description box. Uh, there will be videos. There's one called 10 Signs of a Spirit Wife. You know, that's where the woman, the uh, African woman gets on there and she speaks. And then there are 10 Signs of a Spiritual Husband. And then there is one called Five Signs While Your Spirit Wife or Spirit Husband Won't Leave. Because you're still lusting after them. You're still seeking after them. You're still hanging with them. You're still desiring to be on that side of things. So these things are going to, to, to torment you. Things are never going to be right with your husband or your wife until you remove what the threat is that you can be right. That's the only way it's going to work out. That's like me asking God to cure me of porn. But I'm watching my collection every night and I got it in front of me so that I can lust and desire it. You've got to remove the threat. As the Bible tells us to cast out the scorner and the strife will cease. If you get rid of those things that are in your union, messing it up, then everything will cease and things will go back to normal, okay? So I just wanna say to people out there, hopefully you got some understanding. If you know you're not saved and nobody knows this more than you, you can give your life to Jesus Christ today while there is still time. Now, I wanna pray a special prayer tonight because of what we're dealing with, because of what we had spoken about. But you repent of your sins, you believe that Jesus Christ is the only way, believe that he died for you, and that if you confess your sins, he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Believe in his 
death, burial, and resurrection, believe that he's coming back for a church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Get baptized, get into God's word, give your soul to him, and you can have a life with Jesus Christ being a partaker of his divine nature. So for all those who are still listening in, of course, I can't hear you, but I'm gonna lead us in prayer so you guys repeat after me because I believe the Lord is gonna deliver us because I believe a lot of hearts tonight will reach with the truth. And I think that many of you know that this is going on. That's why many of you are still tuning in. And I know that many of you are still feeling this. You want things to be right. Well, you've got to be 100% honest with the Lord, okay? You've got to get it right with him, okay? And he will do what he needs to do with you. But if we're lying, if we're sneaking, if we're doing all sorts of dirt behind the scenes, we're fooling nobody because we've got to come to God with it. And as we had already read about spirit wives and spirit husbands, they will lead you to hell, all right? And they will kill you and rid you with disease and give you all sorts of things. They'll make you 90 before you get married, all right? So let's get into this, all right? You guys repeat after me for those who want prayer. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for we believe that your word is true. And we ask that the words that you have given us tonight will be sealed in our hearts. Lord, forgive me for past sins, for those things that I have done to offend you, those illegal covenants, those unrighteous things, those things, Lord, that link me to the devil, I command in Jesus' name that they be broken from me, that I cast them away, that they have no way into my life, that I plead the blood of Jesus Christ to break the bands of the wicked. Lord, I pray that you remove all the sin that my family has committed, that I have inherited, that you push it, Lord, far from me, that it has no way in, that I may be new in Christ. Lord, forgive me, forgive my family, forgive my brothers and sisters, forgive those who have led me into this life. I renounce spirit wives, spirit husbands, homosexuality, bestiality, sodomy, all sexual sin, all lies that go around these sins, all things, Lord, that have given me even disease from sin. For we know that if your blood is applied to any sickness, any wrongful action, if we confess it, you will deliver us. God, we pray and we ask that we remain clean, that we walk in your ways, that we desire to be what you want in Jesus' name. And I wanna say, Heavenly Father, right now, for those who are listening in on live stream, 
I don't care if it's my neighbors listening and in Jesus name, I pray, Lord, I come against that demonic presence of the spirit wives and spirit husbands, those things that led your people into sexual sin. I command in the blood of Jesus that they be released from this very hour, that they go from them, Lord, that they have no dominion over them in their homes, in their finances, in their marriages, or in any other place, Lord, but that you have come to redeem the lost. You have come to save them. So I pray and I believe in Jesus' name, bind the devil this very hour for those who want to be set free and released from it. For we know, Lord, that everything has to bow the knee unto Jesus Christ, the name which is above every name. God, fill them with the Holy Ghost. Fill them with your spirit. Give them a fresh anointing and a fresh outpouring that they may truly be what you want them to be in Jesus' name. So we ask, Lord, and we pray that you get the glory and the honor. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So guys, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Tomorrow, we've got a teaching called Traffickers of Merchandise. That should be a good teaching at uh, 7 uh, 35 p.m. Pacific time, 10 35 p.m. Eastern time. And I just want to say to brothers and sisters out there, don't lose hope in Jesus Christ. Give it all to him. Trust him. Believe him. And you guys believe this too. If this video did not come out right, we're going to do it. And I guarantee you, it will be nice and clear because we are going to do what God tells us. This information is too important. It must get out. So I just want to tell you all, I love you. Hopefully you've all received this. Um, teaching and you know the lord is going to break every band i have no doubt in it but you've got to want to do it so i just want to say i love you all subscribe to the channel i'm minister derek hallett of sound the trumpet ministries also want to say to uh also look out for uh dunamis tabernacle pastor price has an amazing book called the organic gospel this is how you get those fruit he's breaking it down in steps and stages you know where we can actually get those fruit and be right with Christ that we can be delivered from all of the enemies, snares and attacks, okay? So share the videos, support Dunamis Tabernacle on the Omega Ministries website, which is www.omegaministries.org, I believe it is. And thank you for all those who support this ministry. I just wanna say I love you all until next time. Have a good night.